The following message is from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about LifeSource is available at lifesource.org.au. But let me start off with this. You know, when a, a mother looks down at her newborn, we look at a newborn full of potential. We have dreams. We believe that our newborn is going to, you know, achieve its destiny. And every one of us, when we're born, does have a great destiny. Psalm 139, Psalm 37 teaches us clearly that God has written our lives even before we were um, knitted in our mother's womb. It also goes on to say that he's interested in every detail of our life. So God does not intend for anyone to go through a boring, mundane, mediocre life. He has a plan. He wants to do something amazing with us, okay? And as a mother looks in the newborn, we feel that. But we all know that life throws curveballs. Stuff happens. Comes left field and it can leave us, oh my gosh, the balloons burst. What is going on here? As I was preparing for Mother's Day, I was thinking of Psalm 3, verse 3, and it's this verse, and it says this, You, Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. I love that bit, the lifter of my head. The imagery is of, you know, a a child running, and the child falls flat on its face, and it's screaming and down, and mummy comes along and picks up the child and helps comfort the child helps restore the child, help redirection the child. But sometimes it's not just a, a physical fall. It could be that the child is something, uh, something happens to it that's really so bad that the child walks with shame, with the head held down like this. But mummy comes and says, I love you. Let me lift your head high. Walk like a princess. And God does that to us as well. When we fall, when we stumble, when the curveballs of life comes, God comes to us, doesn't want to leave us in shame, wants to lift up our head. And so I have two beautiful women coming to share their stories about God and how Jesus has become the lifter of the head. The first woman I want to invite to the platform, you may not know it, but Pastor Helen has a daughter that comes to our church called Michelle Rogers. She is incredible. Thanks, Michelle Rogers. Good morning. Can I just say, in all our lives, there are things that happen that we don't plan. And the things that happen to us are not sent from God to hold us down. But through our journeys, we can learn more about God than if we didn't go through them. So if we keep our eyes on him through these hard times, he will be the one that does lift us up. So... I'm going to share, and I might get a bit passionate about what I'm saying, because for so long, Satan has tried to hold me down. And I just want to encourage everybody this morning that he does not have to hold you down a minute longer. He does not have to be the one that defines your life. And the things that he sends to pull us down don't have to be the things that define who I am, because I'm defined in Jesus Christ. So here's my story. And hopefully it will bless some of you. And hopefully you realize that on this day, you can actually come out stronger in God and with your head lifted high. Um, About 25 years ago, I was having my children. They're sort of grown up now. But I was pregnant with the third one. And I was moved halfway through the pregnancy from Sydney down to Albury-Wodonga. And because of that move, it caused me to have a premature 
birth. And she was only 27 weeks in the womb when she was given birth and she subsequently died. And the shame of that as a mother, that you are not good enough to hold a child, is so intense. And I know there are mothers out here who have lost children who possibly can't even have children. And the devil will come in and plant thoughts in your head that you are not good enough. And if God really cared about you, you would have been able to have that baby. But he knows you're not going to be a good mother, so therefore you have lost her. And the overwhelming thoughts of that can consume you and make you feel a failure. But God doesn't leave you there because God came in so strongly at that time to comfort me and lift me up and to show me that he was stronger than that situation. And he gave me a vision of me sitting in the palm of his hands and he said, Michelle, you're that close to me. I didn't plan for this to happen, but it did. But if you will draw close to me, I will lift you up out of it. So he showed me his faithfulness and he pulled me through it. And life went on and I had two other children and life went on and I raised those children in the word of God and I raised them to follow God and I was going through life and just keep doing anything that God put in my hand. And then eight years ago, my husband decided he had enough of our family and walked away. And he left me, not only me, he left my children as well. So he abandoned the lot of us. And Satan came back again. Now, divorce is a cruel thing. And I can understand why God says, I hate it. Because divorce is like an amputation. You are one flesh and it has been ripped apart. And you are left broken and you are left very vulnerable and half of you is missing. You wonder where your place in life is and you wonder what on earth you can do for the rest of your life. And then Satan comes in again to heap shame upon you that, again, you're no good, that if you were doing the right thing, that these things wouldn't happen. If you had enough faith in God, you know, this wouldn't have happened to you. And he comes in to place shame upon our lives. I've learned a lot about shame over the last couple of months. I've learned a lot about shame through what the devil has said to me. And here are just some of the lies he may put on me, and I know others that he has tried to put on you. It can shame one can cripple your life because you just cannot believe that you are going to achieve anything less, anything more in your life. My life had been shattered. It had been torn apart. I had such a fear of rejection. Um, my children were, were just, you know, down and depressed because their father had rejected them as well. And I'm trying to keep myself together and trying to love them and He tells you that you're not good enough. He tells you that you can't live anymore for Jesus or God because you're unworthy. Shame causes you to live a life far below what God has planned for you. He tells you that you will never rise up again. The church won't accept you. You know, the Bible says you should be married and divorce is not of God, so therefore you are unworthy. And so it keeps you bound up. Shame is actually a torment that comes from Satan to cripple you and to hold you down. And I guarantee we have all done things in this service that, you know, the people here, that you are not proud of. But shame does not come from our Father in heaven. It comes from the pit of hell and he brings it upon you to keep you bound, to keep you down and to keep you living the life that God has planned for you. God knows the purposes he has for you. God knows the capacity you have and shame will come 
come to pull you down so you never realise any of it and you become ineffective. When the thief comes, he comes to rob. He robs you of your hope. He robs you of your life. He robs you of everything that gives you self-worth. And he destroys your faith. He destroys what you have through shame. And he can actually kill any desire to get up and get going. And we've got to be very careful when those thoughts come in. We've got to acknowledge that they're not coming from the king. They're coming from the enemy to keep you down. And you need to grab those thoughts and cast them out and put them at the foot of the cross and say they belong there because I'm set free. The other thing shame causes you to do, and this has took a long time to realise, because you are so wounded and because you don't believe in yourself, you tend to project those feelings on everyone you meet. So not only do you feel bad, but when you meet someone and they say, oh, how are you? And, you, you know, and are you married? And you have to say no. Or have you had a child? No. Or I've lost one or things like that. You then think that they think you're a failure too. And so you tend not to want to talk to people. You tend to want to withdraw because you just don't want another person thinking that you are a failure. And you need to be careful that Satan does not plant that lie in your head that you are a failure in everybody's eyes because you are not. We have compassion through Jesus Christ to lift you up and we don't believe for a minute that you are a failure because something bad has happened in your life. So we need to be careful we don't project our feelings onto others and sometimes we even project them thinking that we're not good enough for God. And that now that this has happened to me, that I'll just sit on a shelf because I can't be used from him anymore. Because he doesn't want you to stay there. There may be a time where you have to withdraw and let him come in and restore your heart and restore your soul. But he's not there forever going to ignore you or leave you aside. He actually causes you to draw a spot aside, especially in a great tragedy or trauma in your life, to heal you. I mean, in Psalm 23, he says, you know, I am the shepherd who leads you beside still waters because I want to restore your soul. And he knows you need to be restored before you can be let loose into everything he has for you. So don't despise those quiet times. They're the times you need to draw aside to God and let him get a revelation of who he is so he can lift you up because he totally wants to set you free. So the other thing shame does is it tends to cause you to walk like this because you don't want to look people in the eyes because you don't want them to ask you how you're feeling. You don't want them to, to actually have to bring up the hurt. But can I say, pull your shoulders back Look people in the eyes because there are so many hurting people out there that your story might just touch and give them hope. So lift yourself up in the knowledge that God is not done with you, that God is not ashamed of you, and that he wants your story, as hard as it is, to bring someone else comfort and hope. And you'll be able to get around them and then bring them through to God and set them up for victory. Because the last thing we need to do is let Satan have one more second of our lives held in bondage we need to put him rightfully where he belongs and stamp on him I think I love that verse it says God is going to crush Satan under your feet and you need to stand there sometimes go like this and have him crushed because he should not be holding you down you are to be lifted up you are to be lifted up
There is something that God has given me for this this um, service this morning, and it was something as I was praying about, and I believe it is a word for somebody here or for people here, and it is just simply this, that God loves you and he is not ashamed of you. So if you have shame in your life, it is not from God. He is not ashamed of you. He is not ashamed of anything you have done. Do you know why? Because Jesus bore it on the cross. He was shamed on the cross so that you don't have to wear that shame now. So that you can, just like your sin he bore on the cross and your sickness he bore on the cross, he bore your shame on the cross so that you don't have to feel shamed now. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That means he is not going to hold things to you, against you that makes you separate for him. Sometimes we let you know, things come in and we are ashamed of our things of what we have done if that's you he says come to me and repent but I'll forgive you and I'm not going to condemn you I'm not going to hold you there if you were totally sorry for your part in what may have gone down then I'm going to forgive you because I just want you to be restored into my kingdom I love you so much I want you up here with me all the time not down here so allow him and allow the words that he is not ashamed of you to come into your life and allow him to have his way with you allow God to come in in Luke 4:18 this is what Jesus came to do the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the broken hearted and many of us are broken hearted but he has come to heal that heart he has come to restore it and put it back together he has come to proclaim liberty to the captives so if you are captive in shame this day he is proclaiming liberty to you he is proclaiming you to be set free this day you don't have to be captive anymore he has reco- he has um, said he's recovering to the sight of the blind and to set at liberty all who are oppressed so if you are down you are feeling low you are feeling miserable about yourself you need to stand up in Jesus Christ because he has totally accepted you I just want to finish with one verse that I found and I just found it by accident And it is one that has absolutely touched my heart over the last couple of days and I want to leave it with you. In Romans 8, 15 to 16, in the Passion Translation, it says, You did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Religion will keep you down telling you're not good enough, telling you you can't do it. But you did not receive that. That is not what the Holy Spirit's here to do. If you are feeling down and you are feeling you're not good enough for God, that is not the spirit that he sent you and you need to tell that spirit to get away from you. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Full acceptance. That means every part of you, God accepts because he loves you. He created you. He purposed you. He has a plan for you. And he fully accepts you. And you need to start reminding yourself of that every day. Start confessing what God has said about you. You are more than a conqueror. You are the one who is his love. He is, Lord, he is so on your side. You need to know you are fully accepted by God. 
because he has enfolded you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as the Holy Spirit rises up within us, within our spirits, we join with him in saying the tender words of affection, Beloved Father Abba. And sometimes we need to just remember that overall that God is our Father. And when my children have done things that have not been great, I may have to discipline them and I may have to, you know, punish them for what they've done, but I've never stopped loving them. And God loves so much better than I can ever do. And the last bit is here. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. You are God's beloved child. So just every time that shame comes up to pull you down, you need to say, I am God's beloved child. I'm fully accepted by him. I will stand up in who I am in Jesus and I will do what God has asked me to do and bring hope to those who are hurting. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.